Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. I'm just going to come out right out, off the top and say I apologize for my voice. I don't sound like my smooth, velvety self. Uh, coached a football game the day before this recording, so my voice is hoarse. But we're going to persevere through. Mike is here. We're locked and loaded. We're ready to go. We're going to bring in the same great t- content we do every single week. Uh, before we get going, though, I do want to mention once again that we are partnered with Swift Lifestyles, and we have the official I'm Always Right Sports Energy Drink flavor, Motor City Blue Raspberry. Go ahead and use our code Always Right, all one word, for 15% off all Swift Lifestyle products. That's 15% off. All products doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be our flavor. You can try other creators' flavors. Uh, you can try out their own stuff. You can get shakers. You can get merch. You can get all that stuff. Use code always right for fifteen percent off. And always go to our website to purchase the official "I'm Always Right" sports podcast T-shirt as well at I'm Always Right PC.com. All right, enough shameless plugging, Mike. We got a lot of stuff to get done today. We got to talk know. NXT thirty-six because that was a show. We got to talk all out. Let us right around the corner. It snuck up on me super fast. Uh, we're going to talk about A.J. Hinch's comments uh, on the Tigers and their hopeful return to competitive play in some manner, hopefully, by opening up the checkbook a little bit. And then, obviously, we're going to we're going to quickly hit Michigan, Michigan State and some expectations as we're right around the corner from week one for there. And we'll end the show on just some preseason takes with the Lions before next week we get the final roster. Um, but, Mike, let's just jump in. Let's talk NXT 36. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I'm going on limb and saying this show really did not deliver on almost any front for me. Mm-hmm. I, I was really not impressed. Maybe it's just because I knew there's so much uncertainty going on with the brand right now. And yeah. you kind of had a feeling. Maybe it was just because a lot of it felt predictable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't feel like this show hit on uh, a lot of margins. Yeah, I was I left that show and... All right. Well, that was a thing. Yeah, like, I, I enjoyed SummerSlam more than I enjoyed this show. Yeah, I, I'm very. It's like very upsetting to see yeah, like NXT not... like two years ago, and it was like the must-watch show. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, is it the one that you skip now? Yeah. Like you're kind of at that point where like, the... kind of honestly, yeah. AEW has turned into the oh, you got to watch that pay-per-view kind of show, right. and then NXT is now the. Okay, so like, where's the other well, main card I mean, show? Because like this the was an American Bash show, the, yeah. the TV series. They had the two back to back. I would have rather just watched that than I would have watched this. Yeah. I mean, this was not this was not good in a lot of respects. It definitely yeah. felt like they kind of phoned it in a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, I know, and we're gonna talk about match by match here, but was not overly impressed with this yeah. show. Like I all. said, one match, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and it was much. the one match I told everyone to watch. Yeah. And that's about it. So we'll get to it. Yep. Um, but we opened the show with uh, the million. And it was funny because we opened the show with the two matches that I was least invested in. Right. And I was kind of so, happy about that. I was like, all right, let's go out of the like, way. Stack it the right way. Let's I was go. like, I was happy about it. But at the same time, it was hard for me to like, get, get into, into it. it because yeah. like I was watching. I was like, okay, so I can skip this one. Cool. Yep. And I thought the women was going to like co-main for mm-hmm. some reason or something. They always do. For so yeah. so then I was like, okay, so that means the next match I got to get ready for. Yep. And then that was the women's match. I was like, I don't care about this one either. So I was like... I also thought Colin O'Reilly was going to main event, and it didn't. Yeah. And looking at how they did the finish, I'm not shocked as to why it didn't now. Yeah. But going into it, I went, really? Yeah. I went, 
there's no way Cross and Joe is going to follow, and I don't think they did, but we'll no. get to there. Right, but anyway. Uh, so we had Cameron Grimes uh, beating L.A. Knight for the million-dollar title, and I think there was like a stipulation, so now he's not like the butler yeah, anymore Ted or something. Yeah, was going to be the butler. Yeah, he was going to be a butler or and something. And they've already – so, yeah, Grimes wins – whoop de doo yeah. uh, Grimes is really getting over with this gimmick, so I'm happy to see that. You know, the whole to the moon thing. I like L.A. Knight a lot, actually. Um, I think he's a great talker. I think he's got a unique style of, of promo. Um, and he's definitely somebody, I think, that can make it, especially in WWE. He got over in TNA. He got over in the NWA. I, I really think he's a, he's yeah. a guy they're going to really be building around. Um, I'm glad that they kind of did away with the Million Dollar Championship this weekend in NXT because I'm like, it doesn't fit. Yeah. with everything else so i'm kind of glad about that uh i thought this was okay you know yeah. what i mean but yeah it got it got uh three and three quarters yeah. stars I think it was a solid match i just i'm just kind of tired of seeing it I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. i mean we've seen it i mean yeah not the last this is over the ladder match it's just weird. i was gonna say this is this is like a trilogy of matches that like i don't need to see yeah like we always right. we always get tired right. of a third match mm-hmm. when it's like gargano and cole and we're like yeah. oh the third one yeah right and right. so like really, when it's really when it's these kind of guys yeah. it's yeah. it's not any better yeah um, i would agree with that so we have the nxt uh, women's title match. Yep. I couldn't read for a second. We had Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez beating Dakota Kai to retain her title in uh, 12 minutes and 27 seconds. Got three and a half stars. Um, again, this one was fine. Yep. These first two, I'll be honest, I was like in and out of. I knew they were going to be 12 to yeah. 15 minutes. And I was like, I actually I was thought, watching football. I actually so. thought going into this match it was going to be worse than it was. I mm-hmm. think they did a really nice job of giving us the impression that Dakota Kai had a chance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She really kind of played the, I'm going to outsmart her type and hit big moves quick, right? Like she hit the Haluva kick a couple times, right? Made you have the impression that, okay, you know, yeah. some roll up some stuff like that. Um, having um, what's-her-face coming in from NXT UK to kind of be that next challenger, I thought was nice to mm-hmm. do to kind of get Oh, yeah, what's her name, go. Kaylee Ray or yeah, something? Yeah, there you go, thank yeah. you. I was thinking eight. I was thinking like Abby for some reason, but I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> but no, I thought this. I thought this match was better executed than I thought it was going to be on mm-hmm. paper. So I, I, I'll give them credit for that. But once again, there, I also didn't think that Dakota, there was any chance they're going to take the title off Gonzalez as fast. So yeah, yeah. I was kind of like I kind of wanted Dakota Kai to win. Yeah, but I this, was like I get why because like you can't take the title off for like in a month. This but. card I think also hurt from not having that opening match like you pointed out like a tag title or an nxt north american championship to get us going into third gear early right like if we would have had an msk versus legato del fantasma for the tag title or something like that Mm -hmm. to really just kick this show into high gear early i think we would have a not a much better outlook on it, but I definitely yeah. think it would have helped because there was only two title matches on this show. So yeah, well, that was well, actually well, technically there was four, but really, yeah, the million. Do- oh, I guess. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, the UK. I'm yeah, totally the UK. Scared. Yeah, I totally. No, I actually that. thought the UK was gonna be that opener just to get everyone like yeah. hyped and like hard yeah. hitting and yeah. stuff. But then they went with the other two, so that's fine. Yeah. But speaking of the UK title match, which is the match I was most yeah. looking forward to, and was I was 100 percent correct in looking forward to it because it yep. was the best match by far. Yep. Uh, Eli Dragunov defeated Walter for the NXT UK title. In 22 minutes, got five and a quarter stars. This was fantastic. So. In WWE, I guess we can look at all time um, on Cage Match. So they have all the star rankings. Yeah. This is tied for the second highest rated match 
So we have Adam, Cole, and Gargano at TakeOver, the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. TakeOver. Yeah. Um, the one that Cole won the title. That was yep. five and a half stars. That was such a good match. And then the first Adam Cole Gargano, where Gargano won the title, was uh, five and a quarter. Tyler Bate versus Walter was Those five were and a really quarter. Good match too. And this match is five and a quarter. Yep. And the ones that are right under is like Razor, Sean, Brett Owen, Brett, Steve, uh, oh, Sean, Undertaker. Under? How dare they? I am yeah. offended. So. And those all got five stars. So yeah. this got like a quarter more. Um, I wouldn't agree with that. That was fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, phenomenal yeah. match. Definitely by, best match by like a long shot and a half. Yeah, no, um, this was this was really good. They delivered pretty much. Their first match was phenomenal. Yes, the it was. one that Walter won. Um, and I think a lot of people thought they were going to change the title there. So I'm glad they did it. I'm I'm assuming Walter probably then comes to NXT now. I, I would so. I would assume for a while, uh, or just goes to main roster because he was over right, there too. Right, Something exactly. Like that. So I mean, for me, this this was solid all the way through. Hard hitting. It delivered exactly what it was supposed to be, and then some. And it, you know, what? this match was funny because you didn't have many false finishes in mm-hmm. this match. There wasn't a ton of that. Was a really good net crack, by the way. Um, you didn't have the one, two, uh, a whole bunch of times, yeah. right? Like, you really just, you just, every time they beat the crap out of each other, neither one could, like, take the advantage. So it yeah. was just like, oh, I got to hit another big move because you're both up again. And yeah. it was just one exactly. big move after another. Um, and then he almost ripped Walter's head off with that choke at the end. And I was like, all right, well, you just got a chiropractic <laughs> adjustment and almost died. So, cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really good. But it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, no one ever watched NXT UK, so hopefully Dragonoff has a good enough title reign to come back on a regular day yeah. first. Yeah. It was really unfortunate, uh, but it's that's true. ridiculous. Uh, oh, the picture was. Um, okay, so we got um, co-main event. We yep. had the best two out of three falls match. Undisputed uh, finale. The undisputed finale. We had Kyle Riley defeating Adam Cole. So... This is where I knew the match was going to be a long match. Yeah. And now it only went like what is it, twenty five minutes, twenty one seconds. Yeah. So I was I start like when I was watching it from the beginning. The first fall I thought was like a decent amount of time into the match. And it was like I, like I felt like yeah. it was like long. Like I was no. like, oh, they're going for a minute here. Yeah. Nope. And then I looked at the time, three minutes twenty seven seconds. I yeah. said, the oh, this fight is what took. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is going to be. A long match for yeah. me because yeah. I felt mm-hmm. like it was taking forever. Yeah. But so Kyle O'Reilly takes the first fall in the singles. Adam yeah. Cole takes the second fall in the street fight at 16 minute mark. And then the steel cage comes down and then Kyle O'Reilly uh, the submits yeah. Cole with the ankle. Yeah. Well, that thing. was the part that I was surprised by that it was at eight minutes in the cage. Did not feel like it was eight minutes in the cage yeah. for me at all. Um, I just want to go on record and said I pre- I booked this match. Pretty much to the T. I said O'Reilly lost the first regular match between mm-hmm. the two of them, so O'Reilly was going to win this one. Cole lost the first street fight at Takeover before, so Cole's going to win the street fight here, and then it's a pick 'em. Yeah. However, they wanted to do now, it. Now, to be fair, I picked O'Reilly <laughs> to win this. So. I know I, I I didn't. I mean, I'm always going to pick Cole. It's yeah. just my blind allegiance. But um, I thought this match was. I thought the street fight portion was phenomenal. I thought yeah. they really delivered there. Um, the first fall I knew was going to be – I thought it would be short. Didn't think it was going to be three minutes short. Um, I did not like this finish at all. I mm-hmm. thought it was stupid. I didn't think you needed to have him caged up, and he still caught him with a leg hold, and then he taps when the kendo sticks five inches away from his head. Like, yeah. dude, um, it definitely felt like we just got to get out of this 
and we got to wrap this stuff up because we don't know if Cole's going to be here anymore. And That's, right now he's technically a free agent, yeah. which is unfortunate on, on WWE's front. And I know Vince is, from everything we're reading, Vince is like, we got to get him to re-sign. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about him going to AEW. Now, listen, would he be good there? Obviously, right? I, I don't I don't have that problem. But, like, I'm, the same thing with Bray Wyatt and all this other stuff. It's like it's there's no way they're going to be able to, quote, unquote, do right by mm-hmm. all these guys. There's yeah. not enough. There's not enough TV time. Yeah. There's not enough titles. There's not enough. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just – I. The I'm only for him, honestly. Yeah, the only advantage that he has, and I think WWE isn't necessarily the better spot. Yeah, but I think it's right. for him individually. Right. I think they'll use him right. at least try to. I use think him he in can, WWE. I think Adam Cole and WWE sticks out as a top guy. Yes. More than an AEW because AEW is only signing top guys. Yeah. Brian's gonna be here next week. You've got Punk, Cody, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just. But my Goodness thing, gracious. my thing for Cole is, I think that Cole, I think, I think the thing that's like the the heart eyes that yeah. AEW can bring you yeah. is you don't just have to be in AEW, right. you can be yeah. everywhere. That's like true. I like Cole probably yeah. wants to go back to Ring of Honor and work with like Matt Taven and right. Mike Bennett in them. Yeah, there's buddies. and yeah. so like there's guys like Ring of Honor who wants to work. He probably would want to go to Impact and work with some of those guys. So like yeah, it's not just Japan, like AEW right. and New yeah. Japan. Like you can go. Anywhere, yeah. and that's what that's what Daniel Bryan thing was. Yeah, he probably would have stick with WWE, yeah. but AEW is like, we'll let you go wherever you want. Right, like, and then that's what he wants to do. So I would say Cole and if like AEW was like WWE, where it was like you can only work AEW. Right, if he had to choose between the two right now, he would probably pick WWE. Think, yeah. But I think it's the okay. I can go to AEW and work six mm-hmm. other companies and yeah. work with all That's these great guys. All my yeah. friends are there and stuff too. Yeah. I like, never really thought of that. Like, because I think Cole I think that's, that's is what. one of those guys too, where I do think he would be a top guy in AEW regardless. He I mean, would. Be. All of his yeah. buddies are there, right? It's one of those things where I do think regardless, he's been a top guy everywhere he's been. And that's not just blind fanboy Rob saying it. I'm like, I'm looking at it objectively. Yeah, like, yeah. he's been everywhere he's been. I mean, he's the only three-time Ring of Honor champion, longest reigning up until Bandito's run with the COVID thing, longest reigning PWG champion, NXT champ. I mean, he's done, he's done everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just want to like, – I just feel like on the main roster, especially like on a place like Raw where you're so depleted of top talent, where mm-hmm. I just like, oh, dude, you stick out like a sore thumb because – who else is there? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like going to SmackDown. I mean, he's once again, I think it's kind of the same thing with AEW where you have a lot of top talent in SmackDown. You don't have a lot of top talent on Raw. I just feel yeah. like he goes, just shows up and you're like, all right, flock in. Let's yeah. go. But so yeah, that, that's my yeah. thing though. It's, it, I guess just dependent on, and also he's going to have to talk with his like Twitch. Like there's a lot of inside stuff. Yeah, that, I, like, I, I he think has, that's something he can and, leverage. And I, I mean? and the problem with that is I think other guys in the locker room will be mm-hmm. angry if it's like, Oh, so, Cole can do right. his thing. Like, he's getting special treatment yeah, to right. be here, but I can't. Like, so I think there's. So I think it's like running announce, the fine line of that. Be, and, if they don't announce it, it's like if he's not back on WWE television in a relatively short order, not like next week, but if it's yeah. not soonish, then we kind of have yeah. a feeling. I will going. say. Um, That's a big blow for if, WWE. If you're looking at. Um, any kind of like speculation or any kind of like. Yeah. Ooh, kind of thing. Right. Um, CM Punk. Every time he comes to the ring, he yeah. has like the initials on his shoes, I saw that. and he had the Adam Cole initials. Yeah. 
And and he had Daniel Bryan initials and basically confirmed that Daniel Bryan's yeah. going to come with the next couple weeks or right. whatever. Right. Uh, he had the, the BW or the yeah. Bryan Daniels or BD yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, he had Adam Cole initials the other day. So, like, if that's any kind of, yeah. like, representation, it's... I don't know. And yeah. then the Young Bucks put up their thing about, like, reviving yeah. someone from the dead right. from their show or whatever. Because he killed off. Yeah. yeah. So, there's, like, a lot of, like... They their, could also just be trolling because yeah. that's what they do now, right? So, I don't know. So, Either way, wherever he goes, I'll be excited to see him. I just think that it's a big loss for WWE. It is. Bigger than guys that like – like I think Bray Wyatt will benefit a lot from going somewhere else and then coming back. Yes. Now, granted, he is going to be more successful in WWE, I feel, the, mm-hmm. because he's more character-driven. Yeah. And so – but like I get why he'd want to go – yeah. Go learn something new. Come back. Well, it's like go learn something new. Kind of yeah. build a character, like right. how they did in uh, how like Matt and Jeff did in Impact. Yeah. Like you build up your deletion yeah. character or, or whatever, McIntyre. or Perfect McIntyre. Example, right? Come you go- out and he's a completely different guy. Comes back, he's main eventer. Yeah. So yeah, guys like that. Like I yeah. think there's certain guys that just won't go back. No. I think guys like Malachi won't go back no. because of their experiences. No. I don't there. think Andrade will go back at least yeah. anytime soon. You but know. but like Bray is a guy that could leave, learn yeah. something like advance his gimmick or whatever and yeah. then come back and do the same thing basically right, for sure yeah, all right anyway that's off a that's off a wagon so yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the lackluster main event of this show Yuck. uh so we had samojo beating karrion cross in 12 minutes and 25 seconds mm-hmm. to win the nxt title he is the only three-time champion in nxt history Fact check. Yippee skippy. No, it's true. That's okay. true. All right. I'm pretty. I was like pretty sure about. <laughs> yeah, it. I was like, no, I'm, not, I'm like, no, I'm not 100. percent I wasn't sure if Shinsuke did it, but nope. Um, nope. And that match got three and a half stars, which was tied for the second worst, or I guess tied for worst match on the show. Um, with the women's match, that was, they both got three and a half stars. Yeah, this match wasn't great. You kind of knew Joe was going to take it here. Yeah. Um, and this was this was hurt a lot more than like we, we talk about the Reigns and the Kenny effect, right? Where you're just like, I just there's it hurts the match because you know he's not going to lose. Yeah. In this case, I think because the match didn't quote unquote deliver. Yeah. As much, you definitely felt it. I'm really starting, and I was, and I'm going to say Mia Copa on this one. I'm really starting to sour on carrying Cross a little bit here, and and here's why it, it's. The character is whatever. First, I don't agree that he shouldn't be with Scarlet right now on Raw. I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Um, no, he but like, shouldn't or should no, be. No, he should be, but yeah, he's okay. not, yeah. and it's frustrating as hell. But for me, he's sticking out like a – and I'm hoping that maybe if he's on the main roster, it'll be hidden a little bit right now. He can't hang. No, he, he can't. cannot hang right now. Like, he's a big – He's a great, a great look. I like the promo. I like the ki- everything is fine. But holy hell, can he not hang? The thing is, is he's like, so when you're in NXT, yeah. he was like bigger than everyone, right? Like, yeah, he was bigger than Cole, right. Gargano, mm-hmm. Champa, all these guys. Right. So he was like, wow. When you go to the main roster and you got guys like Bobby right. and you got guys like Reigns yeah. and Drew, yeah. you're like, well, you're not bigger than those no. guys. Right. So what are you? So bringing? what are you bringing? Yeah. And he does. He's not bringing much and after the height. I feel the, like the his height. skill set is kind of like Balor's, where it's like he's got six moves. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like help me out. I'm a little. The one thing I'm interested in is so they took Scarlet away when he got to the main roster, and they even I'm took hope- Scarlet away for yeah. his NXT entrance for some reason, which made his entrance look 50 times worse. By the yeah. way, it was yeah. kind of dorky. But I wonder. Also, she's 
gorgeous. Yeah. But, anyway. but I wonder if they're going to do a thing where like he goes on a losing streak. And, and he's I like, hope they continue with that. Yeah, and like he goes on a losing streak or he's just not looking like himself. Yeah. And then she comes back right. and, and like gets him in the right left. gear. Yeah. Like I wonder if that's kind of like a thing. I, hope so, I think it's stupid because you're just burying him by losing all the time to like yeah. Jeff Hardy. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean he won last week on Raw, which is fine. But like yeah, he beat like Ricochet or something, yeah. right? So I just – I think he can still be a top guy. He's got everything he they look for. He's got the size. He can talk a little bit. He's not bad in the ring. Just when you put him in the ring with guys that are Workers. twice as good. I mean, yeah. that I go back to that Fatal 5-way, and it was the four of them having a great Fatal 4-way, and then, oh, he's over there, mm-hmm. and he hits a suplex. And, oh, now he's out of the ring again. And, oh, here, we can restart the match now because yeah. he's out of the ring. So, uh, Joe winning is fine. Um yeah, I don't. I don't anticipate it to be a very long reign. I think they need to get it off him. Mm-hmm. I don't think it suits anybody really all that much. Joe looked gassed too. Mm-hmm. This is his first match in a few years, and you could tell yeah. he looked gassed at the end of it. So, like you said, this whole show kind of fell flat for me outside yeah. of the NXT. This show. this show felt like like pre, a means to an end. Like well, yeah, it, it felt like pre like twenty seventeen. Yeah. NXT takeovers mm-hmm. where you had like one star match on mm-hmm. it and everything else was like okay that was fine yeah we had, like yeah, like was, you have like you look back at like takeover like Toronto sixteen before the takeovers really hit and you had that tag match between um Champa and Gargano mm-hmm. and right. FTR or, right. like yep. whatever their name was at the time yeah. um the you, yeah, yeah the revival and they had like a five star match and everything else was like ah the rest was fine but you had that one match yeah, that's right. what this show feels like where it's like you had yeah. the UK title match which was like phenomenal yeah. and then yeah. you had like every other match that mm-hmm. like was just there was there yeah all right let's shift over to AEW this is I I'm gonna say all out is their biggest show of the year uh, I think it should be it yeah. makes no sense for it it, not it to kind be. of feels like double or nothing kind of is too yeah i don't know it's, and it's because double or nothing's always just been better so yeah, far right. like year in and year out I and think. I, maybe that's why i i've always graded the all outs a little more harshly is because in my mind i feel like that is the means to an end kind yeah. of thing but like they don't really book that way they, they, see here they they don't and i think it needs a couple more years to finally yeah. like solidify which one like when they change yeah. the name of pay-per-views or whatever been good on years past full gear is clearly the fourth one yeah <laughs> but last year's was good but like yeah. but what i'm saying is like they need because like mania had like there's just more manias than mm-hmm. everything else and it's bigger right. like they don't get a bigger arena for yeah. all out than like double or nothing or whatever right. Right. so like yeah, it doesn't doing stadium yeah shows so it doesn't yet. feel yeah. different yet so for like sure. they need like a couple more years for all out to feel I would agree different, with that. Yeah, absolutely. but it just feels like a big pay-per-view, mm-hmm. yeah. and they all four do, which I guess is not like a bad it's thing. It's a good but thing for sure, but I do feel like there needs to be some sort of like, all right. like There needs to be like all the like show. all out gets a stadium. Every All the, all the right. other pay-per-views and just get like get a big there. arena. Right. And they'll yeah. get there. They're not running stadiums, period, right now. That's yeah. a whole – WWE didn't really, you know, consistently until recently with yeah. their four big shows, so – but anyway, okay, so we will start with the pre-show because the pre-show is a thing. We have the 21-woman oh. Casino Battle Royale for AEW Future away. Women's whatever match. Hey, spoiler um, alert, whoever wins that Battle Royale is not winning the title. Yeah, so so we got um, so confirmed names, which I, I already have my pick, but it's fine. Yeah. We have Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Tay Conti, DeMonte, Penelope Ford and Red Velvet and twelve other to be determined people. All right, so Thunder um, Rosa. Thunder there. Rosa is kind of sounds <laughs> thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Next. Uh, sure. Battle Royale. They yeah, suck. Yeah. Battle Royale. Whatever. Okay. Um, we're gonna try to go 
to what I don't care about to what I care about the most. There so we will. Mm-hmm. So you'll know how I feel. Uh, so we're gonna start with uh, not Kenny to decide. No. <laughs> so we're gonna go uh, John Moxley versus uh, Satoshi Kojima, just a singles match because that's on this show. Yes. Oh. Uh, unfortunate. Yeah, cause they, I guess they had nothing else for Moxley to do, so like, how oh, you get Kojima. Well, they tried to book Tanahashi, but they can't due to travel issues, apparently. Yeah. So, well, yeah, he's uh, Tanahashi has that show in like L.A. Yeah, on the fourth or something, right. and they couldn't yeah. like get him over in time or right. something. Yeah, um, they're gonna have it apparently. It was just not at this show. Which yeah, is what yeah, so, they wanted so yeah, so Moxley this match wins. Suck, yeah, Moxley's gonna win. But this is like old man. Yeah, this is old. This is one of the first two matches. Also, I, actually, we'll do it after. Yeah. So Moxley wins okay yeah uh paul white versus qt marshall this oh. is the most wwe thing they've done yeah like hardcore doesn't need to be on here like it, it's just okay sure big show in 30 seconds i hope so yeah. okay uh i'll go qt marshall would be different from you but I have no, I have like no reason as to I why want I want to Marshall to walk out. I want him to slap the big show, pander the fans, turn around, choke slam one, two, three. All right, so, whatever, sounds good. Okay, now we're oh, getting into Paul matches. White. I'm sorry, not big all right. Now we now now we can get into real debate matches because okay. these are relatively good. All right. all right, Miro versus Eddie Kingston, singles match for the TNT title. Miro wins. Miro wins. Unfortunately, um, I'm yeah. I probably say so. I I think starting, Eddie would be fun though. Yeah, I do. I agree with that. Um, for me. Um, I think they – this is hard for me because, like, I I can appreciate the fact that the, all of your champions right now are legitimate. Like, you've built them into, mm-hmm. like, credible champions. But at the same time, it hurts me because it's like, okay, well, everybody's a dominant champion. So at one point, when I don't feel like they're building up their challengers. Christian, not excluded right now. But, like, I don't feel like they've built Eddie Kingston into a somebody where, like, oh, yeah. Like he's Wait. got a good chance to take the top. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I do think there is one <clears throat> championship that will change, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But, okay, uh, we'll get there. I hope so. I know which one you're talking about, and I hope so. I think it would help, like yes. kind of get stuff wrong. But like, you know what I mean? Though, like, oh, no, I agree. Title, like, I just feel like Miro. They're trying to make him look so dominant, which is cool. Like, I yeah. totally get it. But at the same time, it's like, but now I don't feel. Like yeah. anybody has a chance. That, that's why, like, and yeah. earlier we were talking about like Darby as TNT yeah. champ, and we we're like, ah, it was fine, but like whatever. Yeah. But I was like, at least Darby, he would go into any match, and you could yeah. go, oh, this guy could beat him. Yeah, because he I wasn't like super of, dominant. I just got tired of him getting his ass kicked and then pulling a roll up out of his ass every time. I just kind of got tired of that yeah. stick. But like for me, it's one of those things where like. It's not so much that Miro looks dominant. I just want to feel like there's more heat going into a match mm-hmm. with the title on the line, right? Like Christian and Kenny, we know Kenny's going to win, but damn, you've got me invested because they've done it where, where they, you have a lot of constant interaction yeah. between the two, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. All right. Now, now we're going to get into like, I don't know what I think it's going right. to be a really good match and a hard-hitting match. If, if yeah. you're looking for a comparable to the NXT UK match, that this is going to yeah. be it. All right, uh, next we got uh, Pac versus Andrade Al Idolo. Oh, man, this is a match I'm looking for. Yeah, this to. is going to be oh, a banger. The only worry I have is I know Pac's going to come up, but Andrade has not looked NXT Andrade. No, I think yet, he's coming. He but looked I think, good against Kenny. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But like his first match against uh, whoever, I yeah. think it was like Cody or something or whatever, mm. then, or uh, no, it on Dynamite, good. it was... Yeah, I know it was a while ago. About, yeah, uh, his first match wasn't like no at, as much I as I wanted this, it to be. This match is going to need time. No, yeah. they really are going to need to build into it. I think 
Pac is fantastic. I, I think this match has got a like a oh. All right. You know what I just found out too. Speaking of Pac, is yeah. his shooting red arrow yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, no one's ever kicked out of it. Really? Yeah. I have not known that. Yeah, I, I watched like a YouTube video yeah. on it the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, like no one's ever like it's yeah. very protected. Like no one's ever like kicked out of it, but either like they never misses, talk about it. Yeah, he either misses it or when he hits it, he oh. finishes him. Interesting. And I, I was like, oh, that. interesting. Okay. Fun fact for the day, folks. Yeah, I guess so. And Oops. if I'm completely Oops. wrong, then I'm just going to yeah. blame the YouTube Oops. video I watched yeah. on. But that's <laughs> <laughs> like, just what I've heard. Right. <laughs> I, I actually don't have that factoid behind yeah, if me. Anybody, but... If anybody's listening right now, like, I'm going to go look that up. Please Yeah, do. please do please and let do. me know. But, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure it's very protected. Right. Uh, they just never mention it for some reason. For sure. Uh, all right. So that, that, this is the match, though. Back to this match, though. Very looking forward to it. I think Andrade wins this match as well. I yes. think it means more for him to get a big win than Pac at this moment because Pac just came out challenging for the title. He's he's kind of there, yeah. right? Like that's a guy I would love to see a Pac Miro match because it's such a clash in styles, big mm-hmm. guy, little guy. But Pac is a monster, uh, as a as he says, he's a bastard. Like I'm digging that yeah. kind of thing a lot. See, Pac as TNT champ is would like my, my 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 right. gold standard. Exactly. Like just you know, that's why I dug it when Cody was champion, even though it was very predictable. I liked it when Brody Lee was champion because yeah. I felt like it's you can put people in such a clash of styles. Like, oh, we're gonna give a really good story yeah. here. Actually, I I think I have a prediction of who beats Miro eventually, but we'll get there. Okay. In a little bit. Okay. Um, Tell me off air. Yeah. Well, actually, we're going to talk about it after these picks because oh, okay. I have questions okay. after. Okay. Um, Chris Jericho and MJF. Singles match. If Jericho loses, he will retire from entering competition in AEW. So Chris Jericho probably wins to get his win back. Yeah. Um, because MJF is twice now. Yeah, three times. Three apparently. times? That's what they've been saying. Because his shirt said 3-0. Is it the war games? Do they count war games as a singles? Because he beat him to get into he beat him to get into the inner circle. Yeah. Right. He beat him just this last week. I can I can fact check that for you. That's fine. But That's, I'll believe you. Okay. It's, yeah. I don't um, know. His shirt said three zero. So maybe, uh, maybe he's saying it's gonna be three zero. Either I way, it doesn't matter. I think Jericho gets the win here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it I doesn't agree. really make any. Once again, I don't like it when you put stipulations like that where it has to be quote unquote so finite. You mm-hmm. know, Cody's never gonna challenge for the AEW World Championship. The Bucks are never gonna challenge for the World Tag Team Titles. Yeah. Even though they won, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't book yourself into it. You're you're so much better than that. You do so much better stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't ruin it by doing something stupid. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, CM Punk. I think versus... that'll be the worst match of the show. By the way. Chris Jericho, MJF. Yeah. It'll, I mean, it'll be, I mean t- it'll be tied there with like Moxley and Kojima yeah, for me, I would, yeah. and like Paul Ray, QT Marshall. Yeah, I'm not even ranking that as a match. Like okay. that's just that's just to get big. Yeah, sure. out of these like seven or eight that we're gonna talk the, about, the, I feel the, like the, with the ones with the most behind it, I feel like this one is it's. I say worse, but it's gonna be three and a half stars. Like yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. It's gonna be crazy nuts. I think it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be wild. Yeah, I think and it's Punk be, wins. Yeah, Punk's gonna win. I don't think this match is gonna deliver no. in ring as much as people think are going to. No, because no offense to Darby, but John Cena is not in there with Punk. Those yeah. are two different yeah. animals, right? It's gonna be cool to see Punk in action, though. No. I don't expect that match to go very long. No, I yeah, I'm like 12 yeah, I mean, minutes. You beat him, and yeah. however. Yeah. Um, he has the GTS. People go crazy. Yeah. And that, that's actually probably like my second most anticipated. But since we were on the roll of not doing championship matches, we're yeah. just going to like no, – We, we yeah. continued on that I think roll. It's gonna even be great. Though I'm, like I said, I'm glad he's back. Um, it's great for the industry. And, you know, Brian's coming at some point. I wouldn't be shocked yeah. to see Brian come out and, 
Yeah, apparently the rumor mill. If he's you supposed care, to be coming in and all out. Yeah, that's there, yeah, that, that's what that's yeah. what I read too. Yep. I don't know where or when, but he's supposed to be there somewhere in all out. I guess yeah. I'm assuming it would be Kenny if Adam's not ready. Maybe. Like yeah. if he's gonna do the baby thing for yeah. into full gear, maybe mm-hmm. like Daniel's next for him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, which is what we thought, but uh, we're gonna go Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. I actually kind of like this because I wasn't digging the Chris Statlander thing until I saw that she was like fourteen and zero. Mm-hmm. If you count like dark yeah. or, or elevated or whatever. Yeah. Ever and since I was she like, came back from injury, yeah, yeah, she hasn't lost. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's actually a good use of the ranking system where yeah. she was number one. Mm-hmm. She was fourteen and zero, so she just gets she the match. And I was like, that's they good. Really want to build around? They tried it a couple years prior. We were there for Revolution when she had her title match against yeah. Nala Rose. That was yeah, it was not good and. But she's still pretty young in her career. But she's somebody. She's big. She's athletic. Uh, she's somebody you can tell they really want to build the division around. Obviously, I don't think Britt drops it here. Mm-hmm. But I think this will be a good match. Won't be a great match, but it'll be pretty solid. Yeah, I think Britt wins. But I think it's gonna be a fun yeah. match. All right, before we get she's to these so final two ridiculous. championship matches, one match that isn't on here yeah. that I think yeah. will be on here okay. is Malachi and Cody. Oh, okay. I don't know if they like. Conf- like, they obviously haven't confirmed it. Yeah. But I'm like, they're kind of building to it, but I don't know if they'll do it here mm. or if they're going to wait on it. Yeah. And my prediction at one point is that Malachi beats Miro for the title, mm. and then Cody eventually beats Malachi mm. for the title title yeah. down the line somewhere. Um, but they haven't announced it, but I guess if it's a match, because they're kind of yeah. like, like he just beat up Arn Anderson last week, so Cody will probably yeah. come out on Wednesday or something and be like, you just beat Arn can Anderson. We, can Give we talk him. about how Brock Anderson, Arn's legitimate son, yeah. looks exactly like, like Arn him. did yeah. 25 years ago? It is insane how much his son looks like a 50-year-old man. Hilarious. Love it. I dig He's got the same body archetype. Everything. It's like a creative yeah. character, but it's Arn yeah. 2.0. Hilarious. Yeah. It's like you copy and paste it. It is. It's so – he's got the beard, the fadeaway hair. It's oh so funny. Love it. Dig all it right. all the way through. So uh, my – all right. So second match, second yep. main. We're not going to go world title yet. So we'll go tag team title match, steel cage match. We got the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. Um, I previewed it earlier yep. is this is the one match I think the title will change. I do think the Lucha Bros take it. Also – This is match of the night, by the way. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, One thing I – and people like were – like talking on Twitter the other day about it was like when they announced it instead of having like Lucha although, whatever. Although Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express was a phenomenal It was a great match. match. And everyone was like, oh, why didn't they give it to Jurassic Express or whatever to be in this match? And I was like, because they were like, oh, uh, the Lucha Bros is basically just WWE where they do rematches all the time because they've already first like three times. I was like, I don't think they've even touched each other the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros in like two years. Yeah, since the since the ladder match for the AAA tag titles. Yeah, at All Out 2019. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they've literally have touched each other. So so. it's not WWE s because WWE would have ran this match like 12 times in a row. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like. Unless they did like in a tournament somewhere. Like no, because the Bucks in the tag title tournament, Bucks lost for week in the first one against Private Party. Yeah, and then because Lucha Bros made it to the end there. I don't think they have. Yeah. Now, they did do Phoenix and Pac against the Bucks like yeah. a month ago. Yeah, and they had like, and they did Phoenix versus like Nick Jackson on Dynamite yeah, a few times yeah. or something. Yeah, you're right about that as well. But they haven't, but they haven't had a tag this. team two on two yeah, match. I don't, yeah. Between the four of them in a long time. And, honest, and I, I get what people are saying about that, right? You've got the WWE stands and the AEW stands. They just yeah. take jabs at each other all the time. However, 
if you mean to tell me right now that you don't want to see the New Day versus the Usos 55 times in a row for the tag titles, knowing they're going to put on a great show, you're lying to yourself. Same with this concept right here. You mean to tell me I get Bucks, Lucha Bros, cage match, hopefully no interference, I just get a clean finish out of it one way or the other? I'll take that every single week. Stop being ridiculous. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, there's a difference. I don't want to see Kenny and Okada. I don't want to see that. I've yeah. seen it three times. Well, I don't want to see it <laughs> yeah. again. Oh, I don't know. It's because it's one of the best matches ever. That's fine. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to see I don't want to see Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. I don't want to see Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nope. I don't want to see Triple H versus The Rock. Nope. Seen it twice. Don't want to see it ever again. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it right yeah. now. How dare <laughs> you? How dare you? That's, God bless him. That, that's dude. always my Come stance. On. Is I'm like I'm like I get like if you get like McIntyre, Bobby, yeah, maybe you don't want to see yeah, that a hundred times. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like if you're gonna give me Kenny Okada ten yeah. times, yeah, I don't want to see Big E versus Apollo Cruz fifteen times. You're right. I don't want to see yeah. that. You know, like but yeah. I'm, it, no <laughs> Shinsuke Tanahashi. Nope, don't want to see that ever again. Only main event in Tokyo done uh, seventeen times. It's fine. Nope, don't want to see that. Nope, nope, yeah. nope. Stop it, Michael. Yeah. Stop it right yeah. now. Too WWE esque. Yeah. Stop booking good teams against each other for stakes. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Stop yeah. it. Let's just put them against yeah. you know it, dude. John Silver and oh my god and number three or whatever <laughs> from the Dark Order. Maybe I that'll just, be better because they've never seen it before. I just, yeah. I come on. Like yeah. don't, don't be dumb here. Like yeah. that's such a loser way to think of things. Like yeah. if they work well together, it's a big freaking match and it's gonna it's gonna be the best match of the night. Yeah. Like come on. I, listen, I, that's what I was saying. Like, here's the thing, and to, to, I was Jeez. like, I don't know if I need Chris Jericho MJF a third time. No, like, I'm good. This like, is it. This like, is, this is, it is I'm cool I'm with cool. it. Yeah. But like, I, like to your point, I'm like oh. two great tag teams going nuts on each other. Like, I can on. see it a hundred times. Yeah. It's fine. No, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Jeez. I just, I have so many examples. It's yeah. like not even funny. Nope. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. Yeah, apparently, all four of these. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to see Savage Steamboat for the title. Nope. I don't want to see Triple H versus Undertaker. Nope. Don't want to see that. Brett and Austin. Nope. Brett and Sean. Nope. Don't want to see that. Don't want to see Undisputed Era versus any tag team in NXT the last five years. Nope. Don't want to see. Don't want to see Cole Gargano. Nope. Yep. Nope. Don't want to see that. Don't want. It's just like don't be. Come on, man. Like don't want to see Punk Cena. Don't want to ever see that one again. That wasn't good or anything. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I know. People, people kill me. This is, this is like a first You know what I mean? I don't, don't want to see Brock but... Kurt in their primes. No, that, would, that sucked too. Yeah. Like, come on. So our main event. It's, and it's funny. That just irritates Because you know that's just people trying yeah. to be shit talkers to be shit talkers. Yeah. And you're like, why would you do that? Because your logic is so bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I 100% agree. That's why I don't say anything back, but I just no. go. But like, those are the people that I just go. Like, you're not, but those are the people that don't like anything. Yeah. They, they bitch about what Raw and SmackDown do, but then say, and then they also bitch about what AEW does. And they, it's like, well, then you're never going to be happy. At some yeah. point, you got to find silver linings and go, all right, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Or, hey, be like, listen. Maybe the story, because the story for this is not there, right? It was a tournament match. It's just, it is, it's going to be a match, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I will take a less of a story if I know that this match is going to go balls to the wall and give me something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you better give me a moment or you better give me a story. One of the two. Yeah. So anyway, let's get, let's get the main event. Main event. Uh, speaking of matches, <laughs> we've seen before. Yeah, right. We definitely have seen this one a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah. But that's fine. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage, singles match for the AEW World Championship. This is probably the easiest match on the card to look at and say pretty handsomely Kenny wins. Yeah. Not a lot of issue. Yeah. No, and honestly, though, here's here it once. No, I don't want to see Christian um, 
I don't want to see Christian Kenny again. They tore the house down on the first rampage. No, nope, yeah. don't want to see it. No, it's stupid. But like, this match is going to be really, really good. I think it's going to be better, and I think people have higher expectations now because they saw the first one. I think it's going to be even better the second one, knowing obviously the title change helps mm-hmm. elevate it a little bit. This is going to be really solid. I do want them though to start fading away from Kenny having so much help. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm gonna, I we always go back and reference Reigns because they're kind of in this duality at this point, right? Where they're like unstoppable champions. Um, Reigns' last couple matches in his big fight matches, right, hasn't had Heyman or the Usos running down to help him. You know, mm-hmm. they've kind of started to fade away from that just a little bit. I want them to start doing that with Kenny. We're like, hey, maybe Don Callis is out there. And maybe if they if the Bucks lose the tag titles, maybe they're too beaten up, blah, 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 to come out and help. But, like, I want them to, like, if Kenny's going to beat Christian, have him beat him. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he can cheat, hit a low blow, whatever. I just don't need to see Callis getting involved, uh, Brandon Butler, whatever his name is, getting involved. Like, just, like, let's just have a solid match to have him beat him. He's yeah. the world champion for a reason. Yeah, um, but I think I it's gonna be really good. Yeah, I do too. And I think I think you'll have that mom- one moment where he hits him the kill switch on a chair again, and everyone thinks it's gonna be like, oh, it's Rampage two point right, right. yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think yeah. I think if big kick the, out there. and yeah. you'll get a big kick out, you'll yep. get him Hulk up, and then you'll just kill him with the one wing, and then yep. it'll be over. Yep, for sure. And then if you can hope and pray, maybe that's when Daniel Br- the the final countdown hits. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan comes out the place erupts and then yep. they go off the air and AEW Dynamite the next Wednesday well, will do a big number. What about this? What about this? Just this like fantasy booking here, okay? What if Punk comes out to confront Kenny, okay? And you get that big stare down, everybody's going blah 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 crazy, right? And then Brian's music cuts. And now you got all and you you go off That's the cool. air all too. three of them looking at each other, knowing how are they gonna sort this out, yeah. right? Like Punk's here to get the title. Brian's like well, I'm here to get the title too, and they're buddies. Everybody knows that, right? So it's like, or oh, does that mean now we have to see Punk and Brian to get to Kenny? See, that's you what I'm what wondering. Mean? My only worry with Brian <laughs> is New Japan yeah. priorities, right? Because the G1 got moved down this year, right? I think because of Brian, Probably. if you want me to be honest, because it's always yeah. July to August, right? And for some right. weird reason, they were like, ah, oh, we're gonna run these summer struggle shows during that time they're and we're really gonna, trying to establish a u.s base that's yeah. why osprey's there right now too. yeah but they're like oh well, we're gonna roll the g1 in september to october this year mm-hmm. and i'm like you never moved the g1 down even last year during covid you had the g1 in the summer right so i was like why'd you move it down oh because brian gets out of his contract probably and they're like mm-hmm. oh let's try to hold off to try to get brian probably yeah. so if that happens i wonder because he's not going to be able to go from Japan back to the U.S. back right to Japan. Now. So yeah. he's going to be a month off from AEW. So I don't know right. how that's all going to work. Unless they go you know, all out. He debuts the week, the Wednesday after. He has his match with Punk for a number yeah. one contender. Like right away. And then they go I'm off. Top of the number. Um, <laughs> unless they do some, or like they yeah. like the week after that, or, or on Rampage or something, yeah. they like I'm do just that. Trying to or, think of like the biggest way possible they can go off. Which the that air. would be the biggest way, yeah. but I don't know with his New Japan obligation right. that he might have. I don't That's know how that works. Wrestling, man. We're gonna find out. We'll find out in a week. Yeah. This man, this this show is gonna be really good though. Um, I expect a lot of stuff to kind of get buttoned up here. The cage stuff, the Jericho MJF stuff should be relatively buttoned up. I feel bad for MJF a little bit, just real quick, because. Um, 
you know, FTR hasn't been on TV because I think is it Dash? Is, Dash has a that, that nerve big, issue yeah, that he arm. like. Yeah. yeah. Do you see the pictures on Twitter? They were mm-hmm. gross. His arm, his arm got really jacked up there. Um, so I kind of feel bad. Like I like part of his stables not really there yeah. right now. You know, so that's kind of putting a damper on things. But um, yeah, this ma- this whole card is going to be really solid. I hope we can watch it in theaters. We're trying to figure that out again, but yeah. it's going to be a good one. All right. Let's shift focus here. Enough wrestling talk. Forty three minutes in, you know we do what we do best. Um, no, let's uh, let's talk uh, Tigers real fast here. You know AJ Hinch came out this week. Tigers are flirting with that five hundred mark, which I'm gonna give a lot of testament to the young pitching. Uh, Cabrera looking relatively okay at times, you know. And but well, one thing on Cabrera yeah. is yo. By the way, congrats to him on the five hundred. Yes, we, we missed that last we missed, week. We missed yep. it last week. Yeah. The one thing I wish. And people were talking. Contract ended this year. No, (laughs) and people were talking about it, and I thought I thought the guy who was talking about it on um, on sports media or whatever was on the point with it. I want to give whoever it was credit. I don't know his name, but like I'll give him credit for it. Is I wish they would have set Miguel on all road games and have him hit it at home. Yeah, because he hit it. He didn't even hit it in the U.S. He hit it in Toronto. Yeah. So like, but like it was just it wasn't like it was nice when he hit it, but it was just kind of like ah. It was like, oh, like the team yeah, was like yeah. happy for him, but like it was in Comerica, and no. you didn't get that like yeah, the, the game stop, the yeah. moments there, right, where and everyone stands, stands up, up like you have like right. sixty thousand whatever, like people cheering he's for it or whatever. He's he's a generational talent. At the end of the day, we give him a lot of flack because that contract is egregious, but he it's not his fault he signed it. They offered yeah. it to him, but like, um, yeah, he's one of the greatest hitters ever. Yeah, for being honest, um, you know, he's one of the few guys to do what he's done. So. Big props to him. He's looking good. I hope his last two years, if he can just come out there, hit 250, and hit 30 home runs, you're like, okay, like that's pretty solid for a 40 year old guy, right? Like, yeah. you know, I hope he just doesn't drop off the cliff where your lasting memory of him has been being hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but props to the Tigers and AJ Hinch for really getting this team into a competitive mode. But Hinch came out and basically said, hey, listen, we're looking to improve the ball club this offseason, right? Um, made some really definitive comments, um, which kind of is preluding to the thought around the league, really, that the Tigers are going to maybe open up the checkbook a little bit this year. Mike, I just wanted to kind of get your perspective. Do you think that they should be? Um, I'm not necessarily against it because I think they need more offensive firepower. I think you're starting to see some of the young arms come through. You need to get – Torkelson and the other guy, Riley Green. Yeah, uh, get him, get them both playing regularly here, relatively soon. Like, he, my uh, yeah, my my thing is, and I know it's only two guys, yeah. but I want to wait, like, not even a year. I want to wait, like, get a shortstop too. Whoever the yeah. best shortstop in their farm system is, play him too, because yeah. shortstop's a gaping hole for their infield. Yeah, right but now. um, I just want to get Torkelson and Riley Green up. Yeah. And I want to see how they do before you open the checkbook, only because it's like yeah, then, if, oh, maybe I don't need a third baseman. Yeah, like him. like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you don't need to find a one year vet kind of yeah. guy to fill a spot. Like if if he's fine and he's batting two eighty and yeah. hits X amount of whatever, right. then you're like, all right, we don't need to fill that spot. We can go somewhere else. Like like I just want I want you to call up everyone that you think is ready yeah. and go. What do we have I'm and what so, do we need? 
that's kind of like the situation that like the Lions are in. It's like you're gonna yeah. play this year, see what you have, see what you need, and then attack it next year I'm in free so agency. Tired of the old school mentality of I don't want to ruin their confidence. It's like, dude, Torkelson has been hitting his whole life. Like yeah. chip, chop, chip, man. Like yeah. let's go. Like I don't. Okay, you go in a slump. Fine. You you've got the whole freaking organization behind you. You're gonna have time to figure it out. You're yeah. gonna know if you suck or not. Like. They need to get these guys up. and They're not competing for anything, so why not have these guys up here yeah. and learning, right? Why You have Miguel Cabrera here. You don't think you can pick up a few things from Miguel Cabrera? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, Even though he can't speak English. Like, come on, like, yeah. just watch him play. Certain things like that are a little bit frustrating. I don't necessarily – I think they're going to go in with the mindset of, all right, what's our needs? Because I think that I, if, if I'm the Tigers, I'm placing Torkelson, all right, he's my third baseman. Mm-hmm. So maybe they don't even address that. They're just like, all right, no, you're the third baseman. Because you have Candelara. You have some guys that can still fit that spot. So for me, it's like where do we get – and it's so weird because it's like you almost don't want to commit big money to some of these guys because it's kind of where baseball is moving away from. Where it's like unless you're, you know – the man like the man it's almost like they're not you're not seeing that big money move anymore so it's Mm -hmm. it's a weird it's weird for him to come out and say hey listen we're gonna go out and we're gonna get guys that are gonna want to play here and we're gonna win and blah 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 which i'm digging but i just don't know what way they're gonna go about it and i don't want to get into a situation where they push too early Mm -hmm. and then by the time these guys that you've hoped that were going to contribute from the onset they did, and you're a fringe playoff team. And then by the time they reach the bad part of those big contracts, now you suck again because yeah. you, you're out of balance again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a weird coin toss for me almost yeah. about them. So they're, they're kind of in a weird spot. Like the Pistons, like if the Pistons next offseason with all this cap space go out and sign a big name, I'll go, that makes sense. They're yeah. in a different part of the rebuild where like yeah. they get the first they're, pick. They're, they're, got yeah. Guys. yeah, the Pistons, if they did it, were, yeah. are like, all right, we're like yeah. um, one guy away mm-hmm. from like making a playoff yeah. run. The Lions, I think after this upcoming season mm-hmm. or after the next year, I yeah, think you after could, you could draft, then after this upcoming draft and the following season. So yeah, I think like the we'll after that after his so like it would be Dan Campbell's third season there. Yeah, I think that's when you're like looking for like okay, what's the one or two guys you could sign to take you over the top and yeah. go with your like, cap that's, flexibility and stuff like that. You'll have still two first round picks. Yeah, the second wave of your second your two first rounders yeah. is the time where is the time where, you, where you're like all right this is because i i would anticipate this upcoming year you draft your quarterback and maybe like a wide receiver to help him out or something uh, and a couple of defensive uh, guys or whatever i hope so but yeah. um the year after you have two first round picks that you can really spend then best player available, anywhere maybe. you want best player available. and whatever fits and then you you should be off and rolling yep. so like the tigers i don't know if you're in that spot where you're like, okay, if we sign the best, like even if you were like, all right, we yeah. got the best shortstop in baseball, right. whoever that, yeah, right. whoever that is, if you got the best shortstop in, are you now going to go from sixty-two and sixty-eight to eighty-one wins? I don't think so. No, and, and that's that's, yeah. that's where you have to wait for is when you sign that one big guy yeah. to yeah. get you what over. What does that do for me? Yeah, right. You can you see it now with the Angels. They have Mike Trout and Otani. Yeah. And they're 500 baseball team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you're like, okay. Yeah, they're 64 and 67. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, exactly, right? So they're, they're sub 500. You have the, yeah. you know, you have a generational talent, Mike Trout. He's compared to one of the greatest of all time. And you've got Otani, who's leading the league in home runs. And he's, at, you know, mm-hmm. your ace pitcher at the same time, which is absolutely insane. Still insane. I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. I kind of want to get an Otani jersey. I'm not an Angels fan, though, so I don't really have any. I don't even watch that much it. baseball, so I couldn't even, like, yeah. 
But I'm just like, he's so good. But I don't have any baseball jerseys, and where would I ever wear it? So there's there's a lot of. I always think that. that's like my thing with jerseys. I have. Yeah, no, I, have, I don't I have, a, have lot. a lot. I don't I have just, like a yeah. lot, but I have like a decent amount. But I'm like, I don't like wear jerseys. No, I don't out. either. So I, like, yeah. I just like, I don't say very I t- rarely. I told someone I was like, I probably just hang all my jerseys like in yeah. frames and just put them around my room or something. Yeah, no, I've got like you know, because I got like the Stafford Rams jerseys. Like I'll wear that on occasion if I'm gonna go watch a game or yeah. something like that. But even then, like I got a Michigan Brady jersey. I think I think I've worn it. I think you've seen me wear it the one time I've yeah. worn it. You know what I mean? And that was for the Super Bowl. A couple years ago, when they lost to Philly, and I was like, "Okay, well, this is tainted, clearly." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Forever. So I don't know. Um, all right, let's shift focus here. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk Michigan, Michigan State, real fast. Um, week one's coming around the corner here, really quickly. Expectations obviously are different. Tucker pretty much, I think, has a free pass. First year was weird with mm-hmm. COVID and stuff, so you're really technically like, hey, doesn't even count, right? So, exactly. Yeah. Um, where are you at, Michigan State? Are you? I mean, what is their ceiling for you? Are they a five hundred ball club? Are they a above that? You know, yeah. Where, where do you think they're at right now, Mel Tucker's? It's really his second year, but it's like year one and a half, kind of. Yeah, you know? I, I would say, I would say ceiling. I would put you at like seven. Yeah. Um, a floor. I mean, you, they're you could be some, anywhere. They're gonna so. have some decent wide receivers. They got a lot of speed on the outside. Yeah. You know, they're they're the weird team because they just have so many like transfers. Yeah, they like do. yeah, like a lot of people left. A lot of people came in. So mm-hmm. you just have you like have a lot of like unknownness. Yeah. on your team. Yeah. So, uh, I would say yeah, I would say you, play is gonna be big for them. Yeah, obviously. you're gonna you're gonna max at like seven wins because they're just yeah. they're just teams on your side and the other side that I don't think you could just. So there's better than you. Yeah, right, like up. you got like the Ohio States, the Penn States, the mm-hmm. Wisconsin's of the world that are just like straight better than yeah. you. And then, and then teams like Indiana, Michigan, Michigan where you go. Mm, yeah, it's like yeah, who knows right. at that point. So Michigan State is like a heavy seven win ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. I would say probably like three to four win floor. Like, I yeah. think there's some... Yeah, like, that'd be really pro- big problematic. If yeah, like, like obviously, out. like, the Yorktown states yeah. and the Western Kentuckys, and even... Actually, actually Rutgers is actually kind of good this year, but, yeah. like, Rutgers mm-hmm. should be a team that you should go out and beat. Um, Maryland and stuff. So, like, you, there are winnable games, but then there's, like, you're going on the road against Northwestern at Indiana, right. uh, at Ohio State. Yeah, those are three So, losses. like, those are three, like... I don't imagine you yeah. beating any of those teams. Yeah. And then, and then you got tossed up your home against Penn State, home against Michigan, right. which is well, you know, right. um, home against Nebraska. So it's like Maybe those Nebraska's games. Nebraska's a tough one too. Yeah, they, they, yeah. So schedule's I, not very favorable. For them. Yeah, so that's kind of where I put them is like seven cap, three floor. You're in there. Well, like somewhere. I said, I think Tucker's got a pass here. It's his real first year of recruiting too. So like yeah. you really kind of got to get your system impl- implemented. Now on the other side, Michigan, we've had Harbaugh here for oogles of years, and we've won a whole bunch of nothing. Yes. Um, you know, I'm not even talking Big Ten. I hate when people do that. Well, he hasn't even won the Big Ten. I don't care about winning the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. It's get to the Final Four and, more importantly, win. Yeah. Like, I'm guessing if you ask Oklahoma fans right now, they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to win the Big 12. But then now what? Yeah. It's always a disaster every year. So mm-hmm. if you're not getting to the championship game, I don't want to hear it. So, you know, obviously they're not going to be a – a great football team. This is mm-hmm. not a team where you're like, oh, this is going to be a top five team in the country. It's not going to happen. You got a new defensive coordinator because Don Brown and his inability to ever make any adjustments ever are gone finally. You got the Baltimore Ravens former linebacker coach as your DC. Um, 
you know, McNamara's been named the starter right now. McCarthy apparently really gave a run from mm-hmm. what, what I was reading and what Harbaugh said. Thoughts? What is their ceiling? I mean, I think they're still going to want to win in eight games. Yeah, but it's that's, not going to be a pretty eight my, games. See, my and thing not is beat Ohio State. So yeah, like, so I have a, I have a ceiling at like ten wins. Yeah, and that's like the absolute ceiling. Like mm-hmm. I don't think they beat Ohio if State. Goes right. Yeah, and I don't think they beat Wisconsin on the road. Yeah, that's um, a tough one. Those are the two that are I'm they like at Ohio State or home against Ohio home State? against Ohio State. Um, and they play at Penn State, which is not like guaranteed. But Penn, but Penn State's not no. as good as Wisconsin, no. so I give you like a slight advantage there. Yeah. Every other game on their schedule, so go down real quick. So you're, you're and you're home a lot, so yeah. you're in the state of Michigan for eight games, right? Which is helpful. Yeah, because you're at Michigan State, but like that's right. in Michigan. Um, uh, so you're home against Western Michigan, yeah, Washington, yeah. Northern yeah. Illinois, Rutgers are your first four. Yeah. So I'm like. Okay, you get four straight in the big house too, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So then you go at that is Wis- weird actually. They got all four of those. That's yeah, kind of nuts. Uh, you go at Wisconsin, at Nebraska, then you're home against Northwestern, at Michigan State, home against Indiana, at Penn State, at Maryland, home against Ohio State. Well, that last little stretch there is a bit rough. Yeah, I so the Maryland game—that's a rough one. Yeah, so like like I said, so I, I look through and I go like the first four. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty feasible. You could go four and zero through that first four. Washington will give you a little. Whatever, but I think you go four and zero through that, and then you probably lose Wisconsin. But then like Nebraska, home against Northwestern at Michigan State, like those are all winnable, winnable games, games. Right, but, but that could not, be toss yeah. ups. Right, and then you're home against Indiana, which when you're home, I would I give, give you the edge. Right. I'll like give you a slight edge, edge and me. then yep. at Penn State, at Maryland, at Ohio State. So I kind of look at it as I think your floor is probably six wins. Yeah, I think you get it. to six. That's if really, everything bottoms out. Yeah, like five, six wins yeah. is like probably your floor. Especially considering your first four, you should at least by by de facto win three out of Washington, notwithstanding. You yeah, should you should be three. Right one, yeah, you should be three and one right there, and you only need three more outside of that to hit my floor. Right, and then I think your ceiling could be ten wins. Yeah, um, I think this it could be a good team with Cade there. I think halfway through, if JJ McCarthy comes in, and he's like any kind of good. I yeah. think that this team will be really good, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I have it. It's like yeah, six it's, to ten. You'll be in the bowl game somewhere. I'm at a point now where I, I'm I'm very much in the wait and see mode, right? Like it's just like okay, like let's let, let's go. You know, there's no real high expectations right now, so maybe this is the time where we can really start to reload and mm-hmm. and do something. They're both both programs definitely feel like they're kind of in a similar place. Unfortunately, it's just Michigan's had the same coach for ten years. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's a bit. It's a bit yeah. unfortunate. It's nice for the first time Michigan goes in unranked, so they don't have that, like, oh, yeah. they go in this, you're randomly number eight for yeah, some reason. Exactly. Like, you they're not. How? Yeah. Yeah, like, they're unranked, so they're, you know, if you want to yeah. say a chip on their shoulder or whatever you want to say about yeah, it, like, dismal last year, they don't. Makes sense. Yeah, they don't um, have any real expectation going in. People are like, they'll probably win seven games this year, so if you go out and win nine or ten, then you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last topic of the day, guys. We're going to talk some pre, uh, you know, not NFL preseason action necessarily, but uh, preseason's wrapped up for the most part. Uh, roster cuts coming on Tuesday. Um, so it'll be the day after you guys are listening to this. But um, had some big injuries. ETN's out for the year. Dobbins is probably going to be out for the year. Um, just want to revisit the the decision to not play some of your starters mike with those injuries i just listed you know swift's banged up hawkinson's banged up tyler williams is banged up michael brockers is banged up which i don't even know how i don't think he's practiced i don't know how you can be banged up but i digress are you still on the same boat i am where you still should have played jared goff a little bit 
in at least maybe not even against the Colts, but yeah. definitely against. Pittsburgh. I have I have always been in the thing of unless here's the thing is unless and it's crazy because like when I say this and all every good yeah. team like right. disparages against this thought process, but I'm like unless you're a top like six team that has a legitimate chance of doing something. Yeah, I think those are the only teams that should be resting people. Right, like Green Bay, Seattle. Tampa, Kansas City, Baltimore. Those teams, I'm like, if you want to rest Buffalo, yeah. Uh, if you want to rest people because you're probably going to be make fair, a playoff fair. run, yeah. fair. I'll give you that because you don't. Lamar doesn't need to show anything. No, like right. we know what Lamar is. Yeah. But when you're like the Lions, even if you're like, well, this team's not very deep, yeah. not very strong, so we gotta make sure we're as healthy as possible. But I'm like, you know, you're not gonna be good. You yeah. know, you're gonna win five games. Right. So why not give you extra reps? Yeah. Why not? Like. Like it's, it's like one of those things where I'm like, why is golf not playing? Yeah. Why is Tom Brady playing in Tampa right now? Right. And Mahomes playing in Kansas City, but Jared Goff can't play yeah, Detroit. Yeah, in exactly. Detroit. Yeah. Like it, why? It's just like one of those fundamental things that I feel like you I miss. just don't understand the the logic really. It's like you you have a whole new receiving core. It would have been nice to just to get a little bit of synergy going. Now I get it, they practice every day, blah 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 blah. But all that tells me is that golf is not is it's one of those things where it's like either they're so confident that he's got the offense down and mm-hmm. they're just like all right we're gonna let the screws loose i don't know um it also means that hawkinson if you have a fantasy football he better take hawkinson because he's gonna have about 85 million check down passes um you know i'm a little bit worried you know i i still have a little bit of hope that they can maybe pull an upset off against san francisco i'm gonna keep that i'm not I'm not as confident as I was before I've seen these preseason games and the way they kind of played some of these guys. But I'm also a little bit worried because everything you're reading about them not being able to take the top off the defense right now because Goff's not taking shots downfield. I don't know if he realizes this, but you have some of the fastest receivers in the league. Like, if Perriman makes this team, which I don't know if he will or not, but he, <laughs> he, he's fast as hell. Tyler yeah. Williams is fast. You know, like you've got guys that can take the top off of a defense mm-hmm. and play action pass with this amount of much with the amount of running is that you want to r- do this year with this offensive line. Um, you're going to have to take shots. That's yeah. the only way they're going to be able to survive. So it's like for me hearing that he like they're just he's just not. It's like, well, figure it out there, guy. Like yeah. you're going to have to take shots because even if even if you're not taking as many as maybe Stafford would in years past, dude. You got fat. You have nothing else on this receiving core besides mm-hmm. speed. So you better do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's okay. a concern. I do want to ask you real quick. Thoughts on Panay? Because I know people are already freaking out a little bit. He had a real, he had a rough game against uh, Pittsburgh there. Uh, he had a rough play against um, – against, it wasn't against Quiddy Pay. He was on the other side. But basically it was the same one that mm-hmm. made Boyle fumble. He got beat as well. Um, are you concerned at all about him? You know, long term. Yeah. I'm personally not. I understand that he kind of needs to get his butt in gear a mm-hmm. little bit here. Um, do you think he was a bad move to move him to the right side? Like, just give me your thoughts on Panay no, going forward. I would. So I I have way more concern. Like, I would say I am concerned, but not like to the level that I'm concerned about a lot of other people that yeah. should be really good on this team. Yeah. and we can talk about those in a second. But Panay. Listen, he hasn't played a meaningful snap at Oregon since, like, 
2018. Right. I think he was hurt in 2019, and then he opted out in 2020 for COVID. Right. So, like, he, he hasn't played, and he's only 20. Right. So, like, he hasn't played football in, like, two years or something. Mm-hmm. So, I think you just need to give him time. And someone was talking, like, he was going up against Pac-12 DNs, right. and it's like name a Pac-12 DN that's in the NFL right, right now. Right. So like he's not go- he has- he didn't go up against like the Chase Youngs mm-hmm. and uh, yep. you know and yep. like the TJ Watts of the world. Like right. he went up against. Yep. Uh, I think the best one is on his team actually. I think he went up against like an Aguar brother once yeah. or something. And right. I'm like, if that's the best one you got, then like right. good luck when you actually first some good pass rushers. But I think he'll be fine. Uh, I think he. I think this year is going to be a lot more rough mm-hmm. on the offensive line than people think. Like everyone's like, "Oh, top three offensive line." I'm like, I think Panay's going to let up a lot more than you think. Yeah. But it's not like long term. I think he'll get it under wraps. Yeah. It's just like when you're going up against Nick Bosa, he's going to kill you. I think another problem is too is like he's got Vitae at the guard spot. Yeah. It was not great. And you're like, Ugh. yeah. But to speak, like I am more concerned about like Jeff Okuda because yeah. he's looked awful. Always. You know, I, I think here's the thing about that, though. And, and, and like, and my and, thing is, and to say, like, the Jeff Okuda thing is, like, Vitae, like I said, hasn't played in two years. Okuda was, like, playing against star-studded guys mm-hmm. at Ohio State. So he was supposed to look great. Well, and then he was getting destroyed here's everywhere. Here's my point about that, though. Like, Aaron Glenn came out, and he, he kind of addressed this, which I thought was kind of nice. You know, they asked him because he got beat on coverage against Pittsburgh, right? On yeah, one play. A lot. And he goes, yeah. and he was... He said, you know, we really need to start looking at his tape as a whole rather than one play or two plays. And I think that's I think that's a fair assessment a little bit of, you know, this guy didn't have an offseason last year. He came from the worst defensive scheme possible, you know. So it's basically this is his – I look at this like, all right, this is like rookie year redo almost yeah. in a lot of sense, right? I think I think Jeff's going to be okay. I think he's, yeah, going I, to, so. I think he's going to bounce back. I think – Similar to Panay, everything you read is that, all right, when Panay gets beat in a game or whatever like that, he doesn't make the same mistake again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I I still have extremely high expectations for this offensive line. I think they can be a top 10 offensive line. Um, it, I just do. I think running the ball especially, they really like to run the ball to the right side of the field. Um, and they've shown <clears throat> that they can do that a little bit. So I think running the football, I think especially, I think they'll be better off than in pass protection. Yeah. Um, which once again helps with the play action pass and all that other stuff helps protections. But um, I I think that this team's young. I I am I'm not necessarily worried about Jeff now as the season goes on. If we're just seeing him consistently get beat, where like he's just got nothing behind him, then I'm going to start to be concerned. But I have a little bit more faith that if we put him in a better position overall and treat him as somebody that basically had to relearn how to play corner again after being completely mentally effed up this mm-hmm. last year, I have a little bit more confidence than I think some people do. Now, once again, I was behind them taking him at three the first time. So yeah. I got to stick, stick with it. But. I, I was fine with it. But at the yeah. same time, it's like I expect him to come in and just be a dog right I just, away. I just don't and... expect – you know what's weird is that like – I think because, to your point, he played at Ohio State where he played good competition, and you're all saying, like, what happens to that guy, right? right? I think it's, I think he's going to show more flashes like he did in Arizona, right, mm-hmm. where he made a couple of big plays. He still is a good tackler. He still likes to play the run really well. I think, I think we're going to see a much more improved. I think the defense as a whole mm-hmm. is going to be much improved. Like, yeah. I, in fairness, you couldn't get worse, but like, at the same time, the defensive line is going to be somewhat of a strength for you, right? You've got a lot of depth there. I mean, you haven't seen Brockers, Trey Flowers, or Romeo Aquara play this whole preseason. 
there's the three starters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I have some optimism here. The other thing I want to you know just hit on too, I think this is going to be one of the first drafts and probably I think since 2013, I want to say, where almost every one of your draft picks are going to play meaningful snaps and I think are going to be impact players for you. Like mm-hmm. Panay obviously is going to start right tackle. Ali McNeil is probably your start is a or I'm sorry, Anzarike is probably gonna be a rotational guy, right? With uh with Brockers probably. Ali McNeil is probably a starter mm-hmm. next to Brockers right now. Amon Ra is your starting slot guy. Derek Barnes looks really good at line. Derek Barnes is my favorite player you know what right I mean? now. I think but he's like, a dog. I think Melifanu is actually gonna wind up playing a lot of safety at co- in the cover three coverages that they run, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't have a ton of depth at corner, so I think he's gonna play more than people expect. I think Jamar Jefferson, if nothing else, can help you as the alternative, I guess, yeah. technically. Um, I just think that this entire draft class so far, you go, I see a lot of promise in a lot of these guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Which I think is something to be if, – if you know your ceiling is five wins, I think that's got to be a silver lining for you that yeah. all your draft picks are going to be contributing in some way or shape or form. Yeah. Um, you have one guy that you know for that maybe you went into this season or went into this offseason thinking he's probably going to survive cuts that's not going to this year. I have one in, that's um, strong in my mind. That I thought was going to make the cut yeah, that's that you, not yeah, anymore? Yeah, that you thought maybe was going to make the team or that, okay. Shaw Perriman. Really? I thought, I like, when they signed, well, I was because they signed him, I was like, well, they have no other receivers. Yeah. So I was like, I was okay with that signing yeah. too. I was like, he's well, fast. Well, like, I think, like, he's fast. I was fine with it. But now, like, watching him in preseason, I was like, he is atrocious. So, yeah. like, I don't know. I still think he makes it because I don't think they have any else behind. Like, Victor Bolden, terrible. Yeah. Tom Kennedy, terrible. Like, there's yeah. guys where you just go, meh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I, 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 I give it a chance yeah. just to say, screw it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, my guy is Jelani Tavai. I thought Tavai would have maybe at least survived just because he came in in shape. Mm-hmm. He did everything the, the new staff wanted him to do. He's just not good. He can't yeah. read anything. He's not fast enough. He's not athletic mm-hmm. enough to play that position. He's just mm-hmm. not. And I think that's the guy where I think some people are kind of holding on hope. Like, maybe that second-round pick's not a total disaster. It's a total disaster. I, I think he's the guy for me where you go, oof, that's, yeah. that's rough. I, I don't know if he makes it or not. I yeah, I, I think They he's, don't have any linebackers, so I think he has to make it because like, they have I nobody. just think, I, screw it. Put Derek Barnes out there. Put name a guy, whoever. I don't care at this point. Like Jamie Collins is going to be here for two years, right? So he's a starter. And as long as yeah. going to be a starter, let Barnes go out there, run sideline, sideline. Yeah. Like, everything that you wanted Tavai to be, Barnes is doing. You've yeah. seen it, you know, so. Yeah. How many years does Tavai have left? Like, this is his last year on oh, his contract? Or do you think he has boy. another one? I think he's got one more, maybe. Because I would say if this is his last year on his contract, just, like, let him, like, he's probably yeah. going to stay regardless. Either if way, he's got, he's like, not, two either years. Either way, he doesn't have a big cap hit because he's on his Yeah, he's just a rookie deal anyway, yeah. so it doesn't matter. But. Yeah, it's not. But he's got the second round value, so it's a little yeah. more than, like, Derek Barnes, where you're paying him, like, probably, yeah. like, $500,000. So. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, Tavai, he just... I feel for him, dude. I wanted him to succeed, but man, oh man, oh man, is it not clicking at all? I for just him. have one more year. That he sucks. has one more year. Yeah, he's gone. I think. I think that's a cut for yeah, sure. He's got two more. Oh I, no, he's I, got two more seasons. Here's the thing. Yep. I will say this though. I expect the Lions to bring. It. I I also think too. There's a good chance they possibly cut both their kickers and go sign somebody, sign a new kicker. And I also think there's a good possibility that they are very active on this waiver wire for offensive linemen as well. So take a look out for that. The offensive line depth is atrocious behind Tyrell Crosby. Um, 
So that's I thought, st- I thought, I thought uh, Stenberg had a good game against Indy. I thought he did too. I thought he did too. That was the one guy when I was I yeah. watched I watched highlights. Yeah. I did not watch. I watched need, condensed yeah. twenty minute you're gonna game. Need, you're gonna need more than seven offensive linemen though. Yeah. So it's it is what it is. But all right, guys, that's gonna be it for this week's show. Uh, next week we're gonna talk the Lions' final roster. It's probably gonna dictate a good portion of our show next week. Is really breaking down the roster uh, going into the season. Um, that's gonna be a big one for sure. Um, you know, we might, we might throw some other topics in there, but that be prepared for a lot of lions talk next week, guys, but that's going to be it for this week's show on behalf of the missing whale man. He's the Merck's own Mike Merkel. I am the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka, and we will see you guys as always next time.